2: What is good, everybody? Welcome to another SB Nation NFL show. I'm Rob Stas Guerrero from Niners Nation, alongside RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, and Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. BLG, what's up, sir?
3: Well, I'm back this week uh, after an unfortunate absence last week. I know people were devastated that I was not there. Sorry I let everyone down. Uh, I figured out the Josh Freeman start before uh, we were talking before the show about some random trivia from the NFL, and it was actually against the Giants, in uh, 2013 October 21st so uh there you go
1: we weren't talking about it I was figuring it all out and you were getting everything wrong but congratulations you did um you know get to the end of this particular rainbow so shout out to
2: you Brandon shout out to you Stats. um you look very handsome today Rob DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you are new to the show today, you'll see me ignore random things from R.J. Plus, we'll also preview every game of the Sunday slate. We'll do our pick three locks of the week and all of that. But before we get to it, gentlemen, we got to recap Thursday night football. Titans handle the Packers Fairly easily 27-17. Green Bay has lost six of their last seven games. The Titans have won seven of their last eight games. RJ, where do you want to start? You want to start positive with Tennessee or negative with Green Bay?
1: I mean, you know, Green Bay lives in my mind rent-free. So I feel like um it, you know, we kind of have to start there. I looking back, look, I wanted the, the Cowboys game against the Packers, and it obviously didn't happen, but looking back, it was so obvious that. It was going to be this like you know Super Bowl for them, right? And that, that like consider the McCarthy, the Rodgers of it all. And Justice Muscato did a great job of kind of like being point blank honest about that, right? Like I really do think that Aaron Rodgers is like, who cares? We you know, we we suck. We lost to the Titans, but we beat McCarthy. All right, like I I forever get to write this story the way that I want to. Um, this is not a good team. And that's why like I, I didn't leave Sunday's game, you know, between the Cowboys and Packers thinking that the Packers had, had rided the ship. And I think they ran into a, a competent team, a team that, that's a little bit, you know, more tough and, and kind of willing to go the distance than they are. And I think that was just kind of what played itself out. It was kind of boring, but it was kind of, you know,
3: obvious, I think, uh, from the surface. Packers have lost what, six out of the last seven, That's what you said, stats. Uh yeah, I believe six out of the last seven. Yep. Who's the team they beat again? Um, that would anyway. be the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. All right. Uh, Yeah, I take this more as a positive for the Titans. I mean, the Packers just are what they are, not a good football team. Vibes are bad. We've said that time and time again. I mean, they were down 28-14, to too, in the Cowboys game. They weren't, like, playing well. Like, they they had a comeback. Sure, they won in overtime, but, like, not playing good football. On the whole, the Titans, after a slow start to the season, playing pretty good football. Titans have not given up more than 17 points in regulation since week three. Like This defense is playing very well. There was this whole kind of like, oh, the Titans aren't a respectable number one seed last year. And I think there was some validity to that. But I think that got like, it, it were too easily dismissed at the beginning of this year. It's like, oh, they're just bad now. Um, and certainly playing in the AFC South helps them. Uh, but look, I mean, Mike Vrabel is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. That is a real thing. I think the Titans team every single week um, they kind of just they grind it out. They're not a, they're they're a tough team. They might not be the best team in the league, but they're a tough team to play week in and week out. Other than like getting blown out by the Bills earlier this season, uh, they bring a fight every single week.
2: Mike Vrabel is ten and two when his team is on short rest. That's pretty damn impressive. They're they're playing good football right now. Trail Burks actually looked like you know. What you oh, think but I thought Tennessee he saw on him?
1: The, the, NFL, the NFL said Traylon Brooks was terrible. He needed it. And what, did, what was the inhaler story or whatever? The I mean, What was the situation? Well, back he in the still
2: summer? may be terrible, but he did have a good game last night. I mean, let's just <laughs> call it what it is. He had a good game last night. And clearly that's what Tennessee saw in him, obviously, when they drafted him. And they deserve all the credit. I totally, I'm here for that. You should be happy if you're a Titans fan. I get it. But even if they're the number one seed again, RJ... Are you, you think Tennessee can win the Super Bowl? I think they have no chance to win a Super Bowl. I mean,
1: you know, I I think that if you're a good team and you get to the playoffs consistently, I think sometimes, you know, fate smiles upon you. And I think the Titans are kind of an example of that, right? Like they've been knocking on the door for a long time. We talk so much about like, um, man, this, you know, Team X should be able to capitalize on their crappy division and, and, you know, get into the tournament, you know, over and over and over again. The Titans have kind of done that, right? Like in the Mike Vrabel era. You didn't answer my question. I, I think they can, right? Like, do 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 we know who their three losses are? Are two? Brandon mentioned the Bills. They lost to the Chiefs, and they lost to the Giants. I mean, when we all thought it, that was really embarrassing, like they might have the most respectable losses in the NFL this year, like on, on average. And so, um, yeah, like, I, I, why why couldn't they? I mean, you know, this is a, a season, and you talked about this, um, you know, on on Wednesday Show stats. I, I loved how you mentioned that. Uh, what was I don't want to butcher it uh, the average yards per carry is the highest it's ever been at this point of the season. And this Correct. is the lowest yards per attempt that that quarterbacks are averaging since like, what was it? 1963 or
2: something like that. Lowest mm-hmm. yards per completion there since go. 1933, which was oh. the first year they ever played <laughs> playoff games in the NFL. So again, like, I think the Titans could,
1: could like proverbially win the Super Bowl any year, but in this particular year, sure, totally. It's not impossible at all. I mean, like they're you gotta be tough and in all the like cliche things, but you gotta be good. And I think that they are all of those, and they have the easiest path, uh, maybe outside of the Vikings now with the way the Packers are playing, uh, to securing a playoff berth. So yeah, I think they can win the Super Bowl. I know that was your question, stats, but I did want to touch on one thing on Aaron Rodgers. Um does anybody know how many times he threw the ball last night on the subject of completions? just attempts I do not. he had thirty nine pass attempts. all right Does anybody know the fewest amount of attempts he has had in the game this season or would you, what would you guess that figure is twenty three
2: was twenty it was twenty. <laughs>
1: Okay, he his second fewest uh, times to pass in the ball was 25 attempts against the Bears in Week Two. Um, so that's fine, but he threw the ball only 20 times on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. He had a 70 percent completion percentage. That was his highest since Week Three, uh, when they went to Tampa Bay. I mean, again, you know, it, it's so clear and obvious. And, like, I'm a bitter Cowboys fan whatever, but it was so clear and obvious that they adjusted their game plan to win. Right? They wanted to beat the Cowboys. In fact, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, on the sideline barking at Matt LaFleur for not running the ball. Aaron Rodgers is is screaming about not running the ball. And here we go, you know, five days later, four days later, whatever. And it's like, oh, no, the Aaron Rodgers show must commence again. Mm -hmm. I must throw the ball a thousand times so I can get my gaudy numbers. And I think that's what's plaguing them.
3: I don't think that's... The whole story. Um it's part I, of it. Jim Schwartz is a senior defensive assistant for the Titans, former Eagles defensive coordinator, when they won the Super Bowl. And Jim Schwartz's M.O. is, like, stop the run. Like, they come into the game, they want to stop the run, they want to tee off on the quarterback. So mm-hmm. I think part of that is what the Titans have been able to do. I want to say about Vrabel, another point on him. Since he was hired in 2018, Tennessee is the best team in the NFL straight up as an underdog at 22 and 16. So... Uh, I think he's almost become like the new Tomlin. Like we always say, like don't mm. bet against Mike Tomlin as an underdog. Typically, uh, t- Titans have similar kind of toughness to them in that regard. I don't think, I don't think it's impossible they could win the Super Bowl. I don't think it's likely. I think the realistic assessment of them is they're they're like one of the teams you don't want to play because they're gonna. I think they generally play to their level of competition, and it's gonna be a tough game. Like again, you might be the the better team, but it's not gonna be like an easy win. Um, I, I just think they're a team that you don't want to see in your schedule. It's going to be you just a grinded out
2: game. I totally agree with that. It, I want to, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was the Blazers in the NBA had a record. They made the playoffs like 22 straight years, but there was never a, a year where they were a real threat to win the NBA championship. I feel like that's who the Titans are. They're a solid team. They'll, mm-hmm. if you're not on your stuff, they will beat you. They'll get to the playoffs every year. You can, they'll Play you hard in the playoffs. It'll be a tough game, but they're going to lose. Like I, I don't fear the Tennessee Titans in any way, especially
3: coming out of the AFC. More annoying than scary is how I
1: would put it. Yes, yeah. Um, they're the Tracy McGrady of um, you know, the NFL. He had never made it out of the first round until that like last kind of ring chasing tour with the Spurs. Um, I think y'all are being just a tad disrespectful. Not you know overly disrespectful the way you've been towards uh, say Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens before. But like who, Speaking who has of never like, winning in the playoffs, but like, OK, so, so the, <laughs> my MVP the Chief, pick this year, he beat this team in the playoffs, by the way. Um, but so um, like the, there's a wide gap between the Chiefs and the Titans, right? Like in the AFC playoff picture. But like where I mean, and I'm not like down on the bills, but like we've seen the bills, you know, look weak. Like, is there a wide gap? And there's a wide gap between the Chiefs and everybody, to be very clear. Like, that's not like specific to the Titans. Who Like, where else is there a wide gap? I mean, why, why? Who who would you say like they don't? They have absolutely no chance against in the playoffs on the AFC side. Cincinnati, of course, they have a chance. But Buffalo, they have a chance. Baltimore, they have a chance. Everybody's Miami,
2: got a chance. It's the NFL. No, but, but y'all are saying like they're
1: annoying. They're not a real contender. Like they're mm, definitely in the mix. In the mix for what?
2: For, to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Why would they want to make eat? that bet? You want to make that bet right now? No, well, what's the bet?
1: Like, give me some odds. Like, if the odds is the Titans or the field, of course I'm not taking the Titans. But like they're totally in the mix. My, my bet they will yeah, make it. Yeah, they're in too. the mix. I don't think we we're saying they're not in the mix. How many teams in the AFC are unequivocally better than them? Like a hundred percent. Like Jeez. you can't even you can't even entertain the okay, so the Chiefs, and the, I again the, the is question still. is you can't It'll even entertain
3: them. the argument that that this isn't true. Bills, Chiefs, um, I would put the Ravens ahead of them right now. So, at least three. Dolphins, I, definitely. I don't, actually think, you, definitely dolphins. I don't okay, think you can then, say that the, the Ravens and Dolphins are both unequivocally better. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's, I mean, this is false. Okay. <laughs> if you want to take teams, if you want to take a victory lap on teams, by the way, because I know you want to do that with the Vikings. I mean, wasn't I, like, dead on about the Dolphins? They haven't lost a game to a This is about well. the Titans, not about Brandon. You just so, said. Yeah, you so, just I said. Mean, who's I I think the Dolphins are absolutely should be but like
1: I'm talking about like if if we divvy a pie like if there's a hundred percent like of of chips to assign I think the Chiefs are a hundred percent better than the Titans right like if we if we divvied it up uh, Kansas City would get a hundred percent of that pie I think if, if the exercise is the same maybe Miami and Baltimore are better but I think it's it's not quite 51 49 or it's maybe 60 40 like again the gap is much closer there like they're not on the same plane as Kansas City relative to Tennessee
2: I just don't know what your overall point is. Like, they're not a bad team. Well, they're I'm, a good team. But they're just ask, not a team, a threat to win the Super Bowl. That's all. So you guys don't
3: think they are capable of winning the Super Bowl at all? I think they, yeah, they're in the mix. Well, I would say they're not a favorite.
2: But that's
1: not the question. The question that Stats asked was, can they win the Super Bowl? And so we all asked. And then it you can. all had to drag them yes, afterwards.
3: But I don't think it is. I think it is. They're not like a top, even uh, four, most likely team to do that in the AFC. With disrespect. They almost beat the Chiefs. Mind you, the completing five passes. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. It was a
2: weird game. So,
1: like, why couldn't? They, like, why <laughs> they couldn't almost they... <laughs> won?
2: AKA, they lost. But like, again, what are you like, talking about? that's
1: important context. Y'all are sleeping so much on the Titans.
3: I think, but that's the thing, though. I think that's a given game. I don't. I I like their chances in a given game, but I just think over a extended run of playoffs, I just don't believe in that as much. Yep.
2: Exactly. Wow. But congrats, Tennessee. Look, like I said, if you're a Titans fan, you should be happy right now. You've won seven of your last eight. You're seven and three on the year. You should be happy. And and if you're if Tennessee fan, I think you go into the playoffs. You say, hey, look, we'll take our chances once we get there. And I get that. I absolutely get that. But if you're just asking me, Am I scared of them? Do I think they go in the Super Bowl? No, I don't. I, I I think those are two separate things. Remember, I had your back, Tennessee. Remember. Yeah. Only me. The the North remembers. Tennessee remembers.
1: They're the South. I don't know if you well, know you what know, I'm playing. I was I referencing. Know. You, you literally got it wrong. It's
2: okay. I was literally referencing the show, which is the North. So. The show that ah. is not what we're doing here.
1: This is the. I don't know. This is the SB Nation NFL show. Stats. This is. Oh the really? Show. Okay.
2: Great. Pick me! One,
0: two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook.
2: Uh, We're going to take a quick break in a minute. But before we do, let's do our pick three, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. There's only one among us last week who won their lock of the week and that believe it or not is me who has been terrible with the picks all year it's only my second correct lock that i've picked all season i had the dolphins minus three and a half over the browns rj you took the bears over the lions and blg you took the cowboys (laughs) over the packers so tough week for you but blg congrats you are still 7 and 3 on the year. RJ is 5 4 and 1. I am just 2 6 and 2. So, Brandon, you have honors. Where are you going this week?
3: Yeah, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow, what a surprise. I think <laughs> people are overreacting to both the Eagles' loss where they had three turnovers, which are I would say not characteristic. Uh, they were due for some, for sure, regression and all that. Um, but I'm not, I don't think that's like a long-term problem moving forward. Um, obviously, there's a lot of talk about the Eagles' run defense being an issue. They just added Damakhan Su and Linval Joseph. I don't know how much those guys are going to be ready to play this week. Um, run defense like, is kind of a weird discussion with this team. Uh, because they certainly are not a good run defense. At the same time, they only allowed like 3.1 per carry against the Commanders. So I think that's being a little bit bit overblown. I know Jonathan Taylor is back to form, but I think people are also overreacting to Jeff Saturday leading the Colts to a victory last (laughs) week when the Raiders are just an atrocious team. Got shut out by the Saints, who just lost by 10 points to the Steelers. They're not not a good team. Uh, So I think the line uh is kind of a little out of whack for this game it's seven points these are favored by seven on the road i think that's something they absolutely can cover i think they can win by double digits they bounce back this week win advance to nine and one all as well lock of the week
1: mm, rj I'll say my thoughts um, for the Eagles and Colts when we get to that game later on. Um, I'm staying in the division for my uh, lock of the week. It isn't um, chasing an emotion um, the way this appears to be, um, coming off the heels of Philadelphia being exposed uh, for the frauds that they are. Uh, But in all seriousness, um, the New York Giants are a bit of a lucky team. Bill Barnwell had a great article this week at ESPN um, kind of examining the idea of luck. Um, And I think we all understand that that isn't to take anything away from the Giants. Um, And I do think that, you know, on the subject of regression, that regression is coming for them in a certain way. I don't know if you know the stats. We've talked about this on the NFC's mixtape. After this week, the Giants play five NFC East games in a row, uh, including they are um, they are Washington's opponent two straight games. The Commanders do have their bye sandwiched in between that. That's but it, terrible. It, it, it's stupid. Um, but anyway, um, you know that that will be a bit of a of a reckoning, I think, for the Giants. Not that they'll lose every game, but certainly a tougher stretch than what they've experienced so far. Uh, but but that you know that exposing will not happen this week because they will expose Dan Campbell for the frauds that the lions are. I, I have not been impressed in any lions victory this year. Like no, nothing the lions have done has been like, there it is. They are on track. No, this is the same team. It's just <laughs> got the, it's just got a little bit more like, you know, on the top as far as the story, like the, the cover of the book is, is one of those, like when you're a kid and it has like some sort of interactive feature. Um, It, it is a, it is a, a, a cheeky, you know, sitcom. That's what the Detroit Lions are. They aren't a real football team, uh, in my mind. Um, so I will take the New York Giants by three. That is so disrespectful to the Giants. Like they are so well coached compared to the Detroit Lions. Um, I'm not I we all believe or don't believe in the the talent that the Giants have that they've got going on. And I don't think they can continue to pull rabbits out of their hat every single fourth quarter, but they won't need to
2: against this Giants team. So give me um no, they won't need to against this Lions team. Give me the Giants. Yeah, I thought the spread was wrong when I read it. I was like, wait a minute, the Giants are getting points against the Lions? That seemed really weird to me. I totally agree, RJ. I'm going to go on Monday night. I'm going to take the Cardinals plus eight over the 49ers in Mexico City. Over the last three years, the Niners are just 3-3 and against the Cardinals. They always have difficulty with them. The fact that I'm getting eight points in this one, I get more than a touchdown, even if the 49ers win. If you go back and look at those games, it's come by an average of seven points. So even when they beat the Cardinals, they do not beat them by nine points. So I will take Arizona, and I will feel very, very comfortable with it, whether it's in Mexico City, San Francisco, Arizona, on the moon. I think the Niners are going to win but I don't think that they are going to cover the spread. So I will take the Cardinals happily and eight points. Now, moving on to the same game parlay. The only one that was correct in his same game parlay pick last week was RJ, who had Dak over 249 and a half passing yards. BLG, you and I stunk it up. So now we are all tied at Mm. four and six on our same game parlay picks for the year. Uh, BLG, I will go to you first. What is your same game parlay pick? We're going to go with Cowboys, Vikings.
3: Yeah, uh, RJ's mad for some reason.
2: I'm the only one who got it
1: right last week, and we're tied. So, like, the tiebreaker should go to me. I should get to go first here. Anyway,
3: I'm going to take the Cowboys to lose a fumble. Um, A random thing to pick, uh, but we talked about regression a bit here in the locks. Cowboys have fumbled fewer times than any team in the league this year. Just point. Seven times per game, uh, death rate, some luck involved there for sure. Um, so I feel like the Cowboys are due for a fumble and they're gonna lose a fumble and uh, might hurt them. Interesting how the Cowboys are due for fumbles to come
1: their way, but the Eagles can withstand that regression, it'll be totally fine. <laughs> it's not gonna happen there because it's I mean, already totally did. different, already did. Um, right? It, did it will happen. only happen one game and never again for the Eagles. Interesting. Happen. Um, anyway, um, last week. You know, I thought it was so interesting in the Munich game when Chris Godwin scored. Um, not that I doubted it, but it was like, well, that's Chris Godwin's first touchdown of the season. I was like, holy crap. Like it just, you know, it's, it's like one of those like weird things that like you kind of know but didn't know. Um, and a similar sort of thing, and, and an even stronger point for me specifically, uh Dalton Schultz got a touchdown for the Cowboys against the Green Bay Packers. First touchdown of the season for Schultz, an important year for him. He's on the franchise tag, missed time early on, had Dak missed times so that really has impacted. Uh, I think we all think his earning ability in the offseason. Uh, but that being said, he's kind of heating up. He he did have um, yeah. a more involved game for the Cowboys against the Bears before they bye. Uh Things kind of coalescing and, and kind of, you know, finding the norm between Dak and Schultz. Uh, any time touchdown score, I'm taking Dalton Schultz at plus 310. I don't think the odds will be this favorable at any point um, across the rest of the season, just because they are kind of finding their, their form together.
2: I'm going to go a different route in this one, and I don't... Look, I'm trying to find a way to eke out a win here. This is sort of a weird bet for me, but I'm going to go with it anyway. I'm going to go Vikings to have a scoreless quarter. (laughs) It's definitely weird, but I saw uh, something that was sort of floating around the Internet this week that I slacked to you guys. If you look at the Vikings point differential by game time, it is remarkable how consistent they are. If you just look at that one statistic, basically they start great they kind of maintain through the middle of the first quarter to about the two minute warning in the second quarter. And then all of a sudden from that point on, they just kind of collapse and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then they have to dig themselves out of this hole in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to take Vikings to have a scoreless quarter. I don't have to predict this, but if I had to nail it down, I would say the third quarter, they'll be scoreless. Okay. And then I think that they'll, you know, in the end, they'll be there battling it out with the Cowboys and, you know, It'll be two-minute drive, Kirk has the ball, chance to tie the game. It seems like it happens every single week. Now, to their credit, the Vikings have been doing it, but I'm going to take them to have a scoreless quarter. I know that's that may be crazy. Am I crazy?
3: I think it's a fun parlay to root for this week, like different things. It's not like just the, you know, okay, this guy scores a touchdown, this many yards, you know, trying to get creative with it.
1: I think, you know, Minnesota's had to come back from big, you know, deficits each of the last two weeks, and you only fall into big deficits by having – generally, you know, maybe not a scoreless quarter, but a low-scoring quarter, something like that. Um, You know, it's the right combination of events. Cowboys defense, kind of sick of uh, getting run all over. Um, I do think if, if it's the third quarter, um i know that that's not part of this for you but i'd like the fun of, of rooting for a specific quarter um depends on the coin toss right if if things go the cowboys way and they defer at the beginning of the game you know that impacts what you know what quarter this specifically follows it again i understand that's not part of the parlay but still um you said the third quarter if you get the third quarter specifically we'll give you an internet high five
2: i'll take it i'll happily take that all right let's take a quick break when we come back we will run through all the games. There's weird stuff happening in Buffalo. That's where we're going to start. If they can even get there to play the game, we'll explain when we come back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we are going to give you our thoughts on every game of the week, unless one of us gets zapped, in which case you cannot give any thoughts on the game other than who you think will win. RJ, there we go. RJ, I'll start with you. We're going to start with Browns and Bills. This game is going to be played in Detroit because they're getting so much snow in Western New York. The Bills are favored by seven and a half. But we don't know if they can make it to the game. Josina Anderson tweeted today, league source on the Bill Snow. Quote, this is a major impact. There's currently a travel ban. Still waiting to hear on timing of today's Zoom meeting. Snow is coming down hard right now. I don't know what's the contingency if everyone can't make it to the airport or we can't fly out. It is crazy what's happening in Buffalo, RJ.
1: An important note, just for context, so everyone is aware, it's not like they could, you know, we've seen the NFL move games, the Bills play on Thanksgiving, and that's obviously Thursday, so they can't play this Monday or Thursday, um, already a short week for the Bills in that sense. Um, look, I said this on Monday Football Monday, I... Love Josh Allen. I have made that very clear here. But man, I do not think he is taking any heat. And I think that is ridiculous. I think he is this chosen son of NFL media. And it's great because he's really likable and really personable. And I really enjoy any appearance he makes. He's a really funny guy. But if any other quarterback, if a lot of specific quarterbacks, but if any other quarterback generally had had the, the fourth quarter he did against the Vikings, they would have gotten destroyed. I mean, he threw a costly interception at the beginning of that whole run to kind of start things off for the Vikings. He fumbled at the – if anybody else just fumbled at the goal line, they would be an instant meme. He threw It's a bad the, snap, again. RJ. Oh, it's a bad snap for Josh Allen. <laughs> but but it would, you know what I'm saying? Like he threw the game losing interception. And, and like on the first interception – Look, like, i'm not trying to like be the football guy or whatever like i've never played in the nfl so i don't know how difficult this is but he's like chasing down patrick peterson and lunging at him and trying to punch the ball he's, josh dude live for another day like you are way too important like you don't have to prove to us how like you know tough you are like you don't have to be smashing through tables guy all the time um so i think the bills are in a weird place where they, they don't know how to handle the heat that comes with being the heavy favorite that they are to do some impressive things this season. But that being said, I don't really believe in this Browns team all too much. Um, and so I I just wanted my thoughts on the bills out there. I'd love to see them kind of right this ship. They have a chance to do it very quickly playing on Thanksgiving, get two easy wins and, and, and slow this skid a little bit. Um, but I do think there are very fair questions about Buffalo right now, but I'll take them to cover.
3: Yeah. Browns have been waxed by some teams this year. Uh, Patriots, put a beating on them. Dolphins just did. Browns really need a win here in one of these next two games, because they're three and six right now. And the damage honestly might be done already, but they have Buffalo this week and then the Buccaneers next week. And if you drop to three and eight by the first time that Deshaun Watson is able to play against his old team, the Texans, then, you know, you're probably done. It's a lost season. If you, if you're four Uh, and seven, like, okay, maybe, maybe you still can hold on and have some hope and make a run, but probably not. Uh, so, but at least there's some kind of thing of hope there, a glimmer of hope if they do. Uh, but that said, do not think the Browns will win. I think the Bills will bounce back. Really not concerned about them coming off of that loss. Thought some fluky ish things happened, uh, against the Vikings. I think they're going to be fine. They're not, I, I don't think Josh Allen's continue going to continue to turn the ball over in the red zone
2: at the rate that he has. I agree with BLG. I'm going to take the bills in this one, but RJ's right. Josh Allen has not been great the past couple of games. It's okay to say that Uh, it's okay. It doesn't mean that he's not a great quarterback. Doesn't mean any of that, but when guys play bad, it's okay. And we should call them out and say that they have been bad. Good players are still capable of making bad plays and he's made a bunch of them. Again, I just don't think that's going to continue. That's part of the reason he is as highly thought of as he is, but I will take the bills and I will give, the seven and a half points. BLG, let's go to New England now. The Jets are coming to town. Patriots favored by three and a half. If you're the Jets, this is a game you have to win. The Patriots have owned you. You've got momentum. You've got a good record this year. Do you think they can do it?
3: Well, also because the Patriots beat them. Um, So like you can't go down here and get swept because their Jets are six and three Patriots are five and four for the Patriots to have that head to head tiebreaker would be really big in those wild card standings and in that division. So Jets really need this game in addition to what you just said there. And I think I'm going to buy into it. I think they need it more. So they're going to get it. I'm going to take the points here. I'll take them to win outright, uh, but I'll take the points as well. The three and a half. It's tough. Is again. I don't buy Zach Wilson, but I, I think uh, the Jets have enough going on elsewhere. Uh, RJ's favorite coach, Robert Sala, who was going to be the first head coach <laughs> fired this year, uh, it was not, and instead will lead. I just, I just the Patriots and their offense, like which is not good. I just I don't think they're good enough to sweep the Jets. I think the Jets deserve more respect than that. I think they will be able to win this game.
1: I agree um entirely. I've already apologized to Robert Sala. Again, I picked Zach Taylor to be the first head coach fired last year. Um, so you know, we'll see. Um, but I, I I'm I'm so reluctant. Like everything you said, Brandon, makes sense, right? But like if there's if there's one you know situation where like we we get charlie brown it's it's with the jets right like it's it's of course they can't do it of course they can't get over the hurdle of course they can't be same old jets right like like this is the the like self-fulfilling prophecy that i'm most afraid of i do agree that robert sala offers a a difference um you know as far as recent history within this organization but man it's so tough i think you know we, we mentioned this on the nfc's mix to begin but if the playoffs began today All four AFC East teams would be in it. And the Jets are currently the top wild card. They're not just like squeaking in, you know, by the skin Mm -hmm. of their teeth. They are the top wild card ahead of the Buffalo Bills. They already have half of that tiebreaker. And so this is important. I mean, it it is a super duper important game. I don't think anybody um, thinks they're going to win the division, but they could totally be playing a playoff game. And um, I'll take them to win. I'll lay the points, but I will fully admit this is the pick that I'm least confident in this week.
2: This game is going to be such a slog. Just. Off the top of your head, do either one of you know what the over-under is for this game? 29. 38. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the biggest thing this game is not going to be high-scoring at all. I want to pick the Jets, but there's just one thing I can't get out of my head. Bill Belichick owns Zach Wilson. In three games against the Patriots, Wilson is 0-3 with two touchdowns and seven interceptions. Do I don't like the fact that if the Jets are going to win, they have to hide their quarterback. It's really hard to hide your quarterback. And I just, I think the Jets are the better team, but Wilson is reckless with the ball. I can't get that image of him rolling to his right and then just just throwing the football down the field, not intending to hit a receiver, trying to throw it away and it getting intercepted. It's hard for me to shake. So even though I want to take the Jets, I think I'll take the Jets and the points, but I don't think they're going to win the game.
3: Hmm. I think Zach Wilson's coming off the best pass rating, if I'm not mistaken, of his career uh, last game. So maybe things are clicking for him a little bit. But I mean, to your point about hiding the quarterback stats, I feel like the Patriots going to have to do that, too. So it's true. Not great.
2: Yeah, not a good quarterback matchup there. Uh, let's move on. Lions in New York to take on the Giants. The Giants are getting three points in this game. RJ, we know where you feel, where you come down on this. Is there anything else you want to add? I just wanted to say, you know, the Giants are
1: such a like average defense on first and second down. And they like morph into like the third best defense in the NFL <laughs> on third down. It's amazing how this is happening. They're also uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL, specifically in the red zone. Um, And again, like, it's possible that all these things like hold up, but they're so weird. And like, they just, they, they can't keep, you know, like, like hitting on 20, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they're doing. And like, there's only four aces in the deck. And, and so um it, it kind of feels like they're running thin in that sense.
3: Uh, a couple of points here. Number one, I believe RJ called Dan Campbell, a fraud, Dan Campbell, who was able to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, okay. uh, Mike McCarthy, but couldn't Dan do Campbell, that. Who got,
1: who got smoked by Mike. McCarthy, anyway, straight up
3: um that's insignificant here right okay i agree you're right so uh (laughs) the other thing is that i believe rj you've said no one gets more credit for losing than dan campbell right that's the phrase you used that's true i mean that's false it's justin fields now but uh anyway i'm gonna (laughs) take the lions to win this game outright i so i feel not amazing about it because Daniel Jones, mobile quarterback, able to run. Lions have not been good against that. See, the aforementioned Justin Fields in a loss last week. uh, Jalen Hurts had a lot of success on the ground against the Lions all the way back in week one. Uh, That's an issue for them. However, I think there is something to the Lions playing better recently. Like, I don't think that's just not, I don't think that's nothing. And I also said prior to last week's game, uh, Giants Texans game. I felt like the Giants were going to lose one of the next two here because everyone's like, "Oh, they're going to beat the Texans and then they're going to beat the Lions." Slow down. Uh, Giants are obviously a good team. I don't think they are a great team. I think they are due. That's my constant theme of the episode. Really, is this due? They're just due for the... everyone's due are, stats except for the Eagles. They they're they're, <laughs> for, they can avoid the. They due. had their loss. They so, had their well, loss. The
1: Giants have lost before too. Anyway, why why do they have to be due multiple times
3: and the Eagles don't? I, I think the Giants are due more recently for a loss, especially against a team that I think no one thinks uh, has a chance against them. Although the line is certainly lower than you would think for a 7-2 team versus a 3-6 team or whatever. Uh, but give me the points. I think the Lions end up winning this game.
2: It's really weird that, like you guys have said, in a league where the Colts can beat the Chiefs, that somehow the Giants have not had their kind of like we- weird loss on the mm-hmm. year. Uh, and maybe this is it, but I just, I don't have faith in Dan Campbell. I just, the lions are the lions and they've been so bad for so long that now the big fight with them is just, we don't even ask them to win. Now the big fight is well. They're better than their record. Like, okay, what even is that? Like, I'm sorry. I'm all the way out. They have one. They just won their last two games. Those are good wins. Congratulations. The they, Giants, they, are... they,
1: their last win was against the dude who you think stinks. And so you're, over well, like, I'm yes, I mean, I'm up. apparently he's, great they both can't be true. And they barely beat him. That's <laughs> so, like like they, they barely held on to beat the dude you think sucks, but the Lions are back, baby.
2: Yeah. I'm going to take the Giants. I'll give the points. I just, sorry. You know, I'll, I'll keep fighting that battle. Maybe it's just, I just want to fight the narrative, but I'm going to go with the Giants again. Uh, moving on the commanders coming off their win over the Eagles are in Houston to take on the Texans, BLG Texans are getting three points in this one. Tell us how dominant the commanders are.
3: I mean, the Texans are just bad. They're the worst team in the league. DVOA will tell you. So, um, most metrics will tell you. So, and specifically in this matchup, what is the best thing that Texans have going for them? It's Damian Pierce. The commanders are good at stopping the run. So, uh, this is an easy call. I, this is, I did not take this as lock of the week, but this is like lock of the week territory for me. I will easily take the commanders. Like, why aren't they favored by more? Why are the Texans like normal favorites? Like what, like what is the commanders have what? One for their last five or whatever? Or what three of their last four? Uh, Texans, I, think, five, what I have, think four in a row. Or, okay. No, well, they lost to the Vikings though. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, so, it's not so, four in a row. So yeah, I mean, but like what are the, why? so why are the Texans standard Home favorites. That doesn't make any sense. So yeah, absolutely, give me the points. Um, stats. I wanted to correct you. You said
1: the Commanders win over the Eagles. It was the Commanders routing of the Eagles to be fair oh, to them, out, out physically, out grinding. My mistake. Eagles, embarrassing the Eagles game. on Monday Night Football. Until um, the garbage it was not time. a two. It, it, did you see the score? It was not a one score game. <laughs> Until so, the garbage um, time. Did you play? see the score? Yes. What does the score say? What does the history book say? Because yeah, it was not a, a one score game. One
3: score game when the stats match. Interesting.
1: Again, we can move all the goalposts for the Eagles, but nobody else. Anyway, I. I this this Commanders team stats um you know Brandon had to give them flowers begrudgingly uh, this week but I think you should be scared of them because I think if they're coming for anything it's San Francisco's wild card spot in the NFC like that's that's their their thing right now like um I I think the NFC East title is going to come down to you know one of the non-Commanders teams uh but but Washington can totally be a playoff team and that game against San Francisco late in the season is potentially going to swing this thing like mm-hmm. th- this is this is a team lurking um i will eat some crow on ron rivera Uh, what he did on monday night was very 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 impressive i think the large of his um of his tenure in washington has been underwhelming and i think we've given him credit for non-coach things that have been important like stabilizing the the franchise stabilizing the culture in the way that he can only as the head coach um and i think we saw those things play themselves out on monday night but yeah i mean i don't know how they lose to the texans like the texans The, the Texans shouldn't exist. Um, I mean, did, didn't, didn't the Texans kick a field goal last week down whatever it was? Like, what? what I is that? Like, did. that is yeah. such a surrender-like mentality. Like, That's get, get, a Lovey Smith
2: special. That's
1: what re- that is. Relegate this team. Like, they're embarrassing.
3: Ron Rivera did something that Mike McCarthy couldn't do as well and beat the Eagles back at quarterback.
1: <laughs> right. Well, Mike McCarthy beat Ron Rivera at home, which Nick Sirianni couldn't
2: do. The Washington Commanders are fun to watch with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. He does some some stuff that maybe makes you scratch your head sometimes, but it's fun, it's interesting, and now they're winning games. He bought some green and white uh, Jordans this week. Stats because he beat the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Uh, well done. Um, I like, I like the the Commanders with an actual functioning quarterback, which you know we a couple years ago I was a big fan of Washington. I thought if Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to start all year, they could make a run in the division. They I thought they had good. pieces there. Carson Wentz stinks. Taylor Heineke comes in and all of a sudden, oh, the commanders look pretty good. Mm -hmm. So I'll take the commanders in this one. Uh, I do agree about that wild card spot. I was cursing the Eagles last week because I really needed them to beat Washington. So thanks for letting me down, BLG. I put all the blame for that on you. But I will take the commanders in this one and I will feel pretty comfortable about it. Let's go to Atlanta now. The Falcons are hosting Justin Fields and the Bears, RJ. Justin Fields is coming off the second most yards any quarterback has ever run for in a game in the history of the NFL, 178, I believe it was. Are you going to take Justin Fields over the Falcons? Um,
1: I I think that the take that I feel most stupid about having at any point this NFL season, like off season or regular season, was a few weeks ago when I thought the Falcons could be like a cute wild card team. Like I I feel really stupid about that right now. Um, I know I wasn't the only one, but I'll I'll kind of own that. Um, I was kind of like buying it. I can't believe they beat your not stats. You, I, we talked about how the the or the Titans have like the most impressive losses. Your Niners have the most embarrassing losses. Like it, it is losses. Astounding the teams yep. that the Niners have lost to, including this Falcons team. Um, I maintained that part of it, you know, was the uniforms that day, which you didn't buy into, so embarrassing moment. <laughs> for you um i mean the the bears are fun too like what what a turnaround for the bears and the commanders um they're not good enough to even beat the lions apparently but i think they're good enough to beat the falcons um so yeah i can't believe that atlanta's favored i mean again the kind of the standard home spread here um i'll take chicago i feel good i feel like i'm just gonna get zapped
3: by steven so i'm just waiting
0: for that no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do it steven do it
3: uh again. oh there it is uh it's
0: I don't really have anything here other than (laughs) I love Justin Fields. Um, I hope he keeps dominating on the ground and maybe complete some passes and maybe the Bears will actually get a win. I think they can do it against the Falcons.
3: And then just for my picks, I get to make the pick still. uh, Falcons minus
2: three. I'll say this about Justin Fields. At least the Bears are finally doing what they should have done with him from the beginning. Uses mobility. (laughs) Do play action passes. Let him run. (laughs) Let him run. If that's the best thing he does, run the hell out of him. And hopefully he can, you know, develop as a passer along the way. But damn, man, like he was drafted this high because somebody thought he had some sort of skills. And at least we're getting to see a little bit of those. And they don't look like the just the dreck that we have seen them look like. They're interesting. They're fun. I'll take that any day of the week. Especially especially in a... I was just gonna say, isn't It isn't amazing because Mitchell Trubisky is like not Justin fields, but
1: athletic, right? Like he can run the ball a little bit. Isn't it amazing that Matt Nagy saw both of them and was like, throw the ball. We got, <laughs> like, we got to, we got to throw this a thousand times. Like, come on guys, Chicago bears football.
2: Look, I know that BLG is freaking out. And I realize that fields has not been great as a passer as a runner. He's incredible. Like he's it's like great. Lamar Jackson one as a quarterback and Justin fields two in terms mm-hmm. of just, speed, difficulty, and tackling. He is fantastic at that. Doesn't mean he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Doesn't mean he's going to be a good quarterback. It means he's really good at that one thing, and that one thing may be enough to beat the Falcons because they can't even get the ball to their best weapon. Marcus Mariota cannot throw the ball to Kyle Pitts. He's been inaccurate on over 25% of his passes to Kyle Pitts. The Falcons stink. I'll take the Bears.
1: Uh, Stats, I want to say one last thing while we have the luxury of BLG being zapped. Um, he knows that the Eagles visit the Bears in a few weeks and his day of reckoning is coming. Oh, but, boy. But, but that is going to be, like, Justin Fields' signature Not win. Not worried like about th- that. That's going to be, like, the moment <laughs> that, like, in the offseason, people hearken back to, like, remember how he played when they beat the Eagles? And that nope. will be, like, an annoy- it's Like, like when you eat popcorn and the little piece sticks in your tooth. It's going to be that. No,
2: he's going to lose the game, but it's going to be close. And so people are going to give him all sorts of credit, and that's what's right. going to have to bother BLG for the entire offseason. season. Uh, all right, let's move on here, and we're moving to Indianapolis Colts. Wait a minute. I must have this wrong. The Colts must be getting seven points against the Eagles, right? There's no way the Colts are favored against no, Philadelphia. Yeah, the Eagles are
3: seven-point favorites. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We I also haven't...
2: discussed this in the lock segment, so good job, sets. Wrong on my sheet. Philly coming off the loss. Uh, RJ, we'll start with you. Um, I would yeah. love. All right, he's done. Wow, uh, they're, they're ca-
1: the cowardice is at me, and not, <laughs> nope, make your picture. Um, <laughs> I will take pick.
3: the Eagles, <laughs> that's right. PLG. Oh, wow! Oh, Eagles are gonna wow, they're just you know, it wasn't just one bad loss, they're <laughs> actually really bad, according to RJ. <laughs> um, yeah, Eagles are gonna bounce back, really not too worried about it. I think it's actually nice, typically, you know, might not be the best thing. Uh, you know, off the you never like, like a short week on the road. I think that's actually a good spot for the Eagles to be in after that bad loss on Monday, kind of flush that and get back to winning, which they did for eight straight weeks before last week. I think if we're going by sample sizes, I think there's much more reason to believe in that sample size than the one sample size on Monday night. So I like the Eagles a lot in this game. Like if the Eagles had won that game, which they didn't this line even if the Colts had won, would it be like, it'd be like 11 and a half right now? I, like So yeah, the I fact that it's, it's only seven, like that's an overreaction. That's It's an overreaction. It was low as 6.5, by the way. It's gone up to seven. Like that's a steal, I think. For the, the Eagles have absolutely been a way better team. The Colts rank 29th in point differential and 31st in DVOA. They're not a good <laughs> team. I know part of that was when they benched Matt Ryan and he's back. So certainly I think they're a little bit better of an iteration than they were at their lowest points this season. They're not a good team. They're an offensive line. Can't block anyone. Uh, it's just not a good, uh, these, some, whatever pieces Darius Leonard's hurt. Uh, I think the Eagles win this game and win this game comfortably. They get back on track. Nick Sirianni, who is like one of the candidates for coach of the year is going to outcoach Jeff Saturday, who I was talking to our friends from stampede blue. They were talking about how Jeff Saturday didn't even know how to operate that. Like, equipment on the sideline last week like the, the you know the radio and the head the headset and everything so yeah I will take Nick Sirianni who will be out for revenge since the Colts fired his uh basically <laughs> his, uh, his boy mentor Frank Reich and, and Frank Reich and probably the Eagles 2023 offensive coordinator so lock of the week Eagles win this game and they win it comfortably
2: this is the annoying th- and for the record I'm taking the Eagles and the points easily the annoying thing about this game is here's what's going to happen the Eagles are going to smoke the Colts But no one's going to drag Jeff Saturday because they're going to say, look, he beat the dumpster fire Raiders and he played. Well, they played the Eagles. The Eagles are really good. What do you expect? So he's not going to get the criticism that the Colts deserve for this stupid, stupid move. We're going to have to wait another week until we start to see them look really, really bad and have him get blamed about it. But look, last week, the Eagles had to fumble twice. The refs had to miss a face mask. A lot of stuff. Washington hit a 58-yard field goal and a 55-yard field goal. A lot of crazy coin flips had to come up Washington in order for the Eagles to lose. I don't think they're going to lose. If they lose this week, I will have really I will be stunned and maybe start to rethink them a little bit. But sure. I don't think that you is, should. If they do, yeah. yeah, I don't think that is going to happen. I think they're going to schmatz the Colts. Give me the Eagles, and I will give points our last early game rams in new orleans to take on the saints saints are favored by three points matthew stafford looks like he's going to be back for this game but no cooper cup rj um I just think it's hilarious
1: how much coping is happening on this episode of the Look Ahead. But anyway, um, the Rams are the Josh Allen of teams. Nobody wants to do anything. Nobody wants to say anything. Nobody wants to like what? Is, well, like the the symptom that we talked about, like not getting you know discussed or not having like pitfalls discussed or mistakes discussed. Like if if I mean the Eagles or the Cowboys, like the Eagles have gotten more you know what was the word used? Schmutz? What was that word? Schmutz. Yeah, I don't know that what? word. yeah Yeah.
2: no like schmutz is
1: like a little something on your face no not
2: schmutz schmutz they're gonna get whooped they're gonna get beat they're gonna get schmutz
1: schmutz sounds like gunk like but whatever so like the Uh eagles have gotten more crap for losing right the cowboys have gotten more crap the niners got more crap for losing to the broncos than the rams have gotten for this whole season like how you're supposed to be the reigning super Bowl champs injuries blah 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 whatever you're supposed to be the team make it do the rams thing make your trades whatever like this team it is so like It is so annoying how like the and I hate to be like the guy complaining about the national media, but like they shower this team with affection, adoration and force them down our throats when they Cinderella their way to a Super Bowl. But when they stink out loud, they they just ignore it. Like, welcome to who you really are, Rams, like the team who gets ignored. Nobody cares that you're in L.A. Nobody cares that NFL Network headquarters are next door to your training facility or locker room or whatever. Like you are insignificant. The Saints are going to blast them stats because they are a better team than the 49ers.
3: Rams suck, man. They're really bad. The Saints are not good, clearly, but they've had, like, some good games this year, done some good things. Like They shut out the Raiders, who are terrible as well, but, like, they have something to them, where the Rams, I just don't think, have, like, what, is, what have the Rams done this year? What is their high? What is their biggest accomplishment this season? Like, what have they really done? Rams stink. I would love for the Saints to lose this game, because, as you know, the Eagles own the Saints first <laughs> round pick this year. It's at number four overall currently. I would love for that to continue to rise or at least stay there. Uh, but I don't think it will. I think the Rams win this game. Or, sorry, the Saints win this game and they win it easily.
1: I have a yeah. question for you guys. When you talk about draft picks and you say higher, do you mean closer to one? Or higher in the draft
3: one? order. That's so, you, when you
1: use it. the term higher, you're saying like that's like the team has a worse record. Just say better. It's going to have I look a better I look at the draft order.
3: Pick on Tankathon and higher up on the page. So higher is, up co- the higher is closer to yeah. one than it right. is infinity, right? That,
1: that's just an interesting, like, you know, thing that happens every every year. Because so, yeah. the
3: number, yeah, the number is lower, right? Being
1: but the number would number... be higher.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, that's where the confusion comes in. Well, we it's interesting higher. to some people. Uh, I will take the Saints. I will give the three. The Rams are not good this year. None of their problems are fixable. Their offensive line is terrible. Now they've lost their only offensive weapon in Cooper Cup. Look, it's a bad year. They went all in. They won the Super Bowl. If they stink this year and miss the playoffs, who cares? That's why they're not getting criticism, RJ, because their plan worked. And if now they had to be bad for a year, it was worth it.
1: Were the, I'm not like coming for Aaron Donald, believe me, but like, were the Texans not more competitive with peak JJ Watt than the Rams are right now with Aaron Donald? Like, find a way, you know, like this is like, you know, like this is embarrassing. Like, no, it's not all his fault, but like, what did he do anything last week? For them against the car against Colt McCoy. You know what I mean? Like, find a way, do something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there has to be more here than and like there has to be more than this like punt give up attitude, like, oh, we won the Super Bowl last year. Like, I think the Broncos are embarrassing, but the Broncos, to their credit, have not really been satisfied with winning the Super Bowl seven years ago. Every year it's like, okay, we gotta fix it. We gotta find a thing. And they have failed miserably. But like the Rams are so comfortable just being like, We won the Super Bowl, man. Like back off, chill, go watch the Dodgers in the spring.
2: Look, I'm no Rams fan, but I, I don't know. I don't. There aren't team. any stats. That's why nobody likes well, them. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I don't know. They're not very good this year. This is going to be the first year. No, no, not the first year, but it's the first year under Sean McVay. They're not going to be nine and seven. Like they're actually going to be a bad team. That's well, that was true movie. before the season started. McVay's worst record. I, what I'm saying is like his worst year ever with the Rams was nine and seven. They're going to be worse than that clearly this year, but like they're going to be a losing Okay. Team. It, yeah. Yeah. It's one bad year. Oh, well. Uh, let's move on to the late games. Finally, we get the most interesting game of the week. Cowboys in Minnesota to play the Vikings. Vikings are getting one and a half points coming off the game of the year against the bills. If you haven't seen the clip of the Vikings radio voice, Paul Allen calling some of the big plays in that game, go on, on Twitter or TikTok. search for KFAN. It should come right up. It is unbelievable. Paul Allen is one of the best in the business. Uh, let's start with the UBLG. I want to make RJ wait a little bit. Cowboys, Vikings, where are you going? I'm unafraid of his thoughts, by the way. I'm not using my zap here, just so, so okay. we're clear.
3: You're unafraid of my thoughts. <laughs>
2: well, <I laughs>
1: mean, you, totally... were, you were you were afraid of. Mine I didn't know someone to totally Eagles.
3: isn't in your head. I am unafraid of your thoughts. <laughs> right. Uh, nice to know. Um, by the way, that Paul Allen clip. Uh, a big reason why, and obviously, you know, like team announcers are usually you know more homerish, uh, so not like shocking, but like a big reason why I think it speaks to the ethos of like SB and us, and why like being like a fan supporter of the team is okay and fun and makes for good stuff not just like mm-hmm. just passion i'm just objective i'm gonna call the game down the middle right like no can i can
1: i add something on paul Allen sure. real quick brandon um last year when the cowboys played the vikings um Stats helped me get in contact with Paul. And just on a whim, I reached out to him to record for us. He gave me an hour. Like, he, super, he didn't know me whatsoever at all and said, yeah, here, I can do it this time, whatever. And nice. we planned to record for 30 minutes. He went for an hour. We talked about life and all sorts of other things afterwards. He was just the coolest. You know, like so My point is, like, the dude you saw in the clip, that is authentically who he is. He is a wonderful human being.
3: Well, unfortunately for I'm going to have to call a loss this week because uh, I'm going to keep rolling with this theme of teams are due. The Vikings are due for a step back. They've been getting so many breaks in these one score games. More than one thing can be true. They're a good team. Yes, but they've also been reasonably fortunate, uh, you know, Vi- uh, Bill's safety knocks that pass down instead of trying to intercept it last week. Justin Jefferson doesn't make one of the best catches of all time on fourth and 18. They don't win the game. <laughs> so uh, I think the Vikings are due for loss. I think this is another overreaction situation. Kind of like I painted the picture with the Colts and the Vikings. I think people are overreacting to the Cowboys loss. Again, they were up in that game 28 to 14. It wasn't like they were struggling in a huge way. Uh, and then the Vikings, I think people are going to overreact to that just because they beat the Bills. Uh, so I like the Cowboys to win this game and really coming from an Eagles perspective. It's nice because I'm happy with either Mm -hmm. of these teams coping.
1: Um, I do want to say very quickly stats. I think you locked the dolphins two weeks in a row and Brandon, this is your second week in a row, locking the Cowboys. And that was Brandon's rule that we could not lock the Eagles. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot, but you did. Didn't you lock the Cowboys two weeks in a row? Oh, they on their did. Buy. You did two Cowboys games in a row, but they had their bye. So you oh, got away okay. with it. But stats, you did break the rule by locking the Dolphins up two weeks in a row. So.
2: I needed a win. Okay. Just, I had one win on the year.
1: I'm just saying, I'm, you know, you guys are. Well, just use. I didn't even notice rules.
3: that. Yeah, good call. Thank you. Um, it's like so, an anti tiebreaker. If we come to the end of the year and we're somehow tied, stats you get a negative tiebreaker.
1: I'm fine with that. Also, because stats wanted to count his ties as as ties, like their losses. Like they are to,
2: ties. No, you're supposed to push. help people
1: win money. Um. Anyway, um something I've said this week at blogging the boys is like, um, Brandon, you talked about it. Like you don't have to butterfly affect that Vikings game a lot to make it a loss. Right. And you don't have to butterfly affect the Cowboys game to make it a win. Right. Like we're, we're a handful of moments away from two, seven and two teams, but, but people like when, when the odds came out and the line came out on Sunday and I tweeted out, I got all this like, how, what, oh, the what? how, how? This is this why they just beat the Bills? Yeah, they beat the Bills because they came back from 17 points down. It involved a fourth and 18 heroic catch. It involved an incredible perennial quarterback collapsing, you know, in a manner that he got absolutely no criticism for. Um, and the week before they had a big comeback as well. Again, I think it's funny how every team except for the Eagles are due uh, in their own specific ways, but the Eagles, the Eagles can avoid that bugaboo. Lost. Um I mean, I think the Cowboys were, were kind of doing. I do, I, I hate like doing this because it, it it goes against like logic or I have no logic to support it. It's like lame football cliches. I do think there was something to like Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and all the Packers fans like wanting it more than than Dallas did last week. I, I think personally, and I, I speak for myself, I put a lot into that game and I wanted it very badly, but I, I do think that the current Cowboys brass is like, who cares, man? Like, you know, we we weren't there when Dez caught it, like you know, like we, we you know some of us were, were on the wrong side of third and twenty, but like that's y'all's thing, right? Like that's that's something that that has nothing to do with this generation. In fact, I had Trayvon Diggs on uh, at Blogging the Boys this week. Everyone should go listen to it or watch it. He referred to this game. He said, "This is the one." Um, I thought it was strange how he was more hyped about it. And I thought maybe he just kind of said that um, as, as like an offhanded thing. Dak, in, in his media session this week, he said, this is a playoff game. And, and he said, we know how important this game is relative to the NFC East, relative to the NFC. They, they didn't speak like that last week. And, and some of this was like they were only really asked about Odell last week. But still, like, I do think that they themselves have established a higher level of importance to this game because it is more important, right? Like the Packers game was all about emotion. This is all about fact. Um, if the Cowboys win this game and win on Thanksgiving Day, they'll be eight and three. Right. And I think we all stats. I asked you this last night um, over Slack. It's very conceivable. Right. But on, on paper, it's like, well, how are they going to beat this eight and one and seven and two team? I think there'll be two eight win teams, by the way, because obviously I picked the Giants. Um, And I know this is annoying for you, Brandon, but if the Packers, if the Packers beat the Eagles next Sunday night, which looks more difficult after Thursday night, obviously Dallas would be the more likely team to win the NFC East based on projections. I mean, like it is truly, this is the most important week for the Dallas Cowboys all season long. Uh, We're recording this on Friday by next Friday morning. They can dramatically swing things. And if, if we live in that hypothetical, if green Bay does beat Philadelphia or Philly falls to anyone that isn't Dallas down the stretch, Brandon, I mean, Dallas is in contention to be the number one seed in the NFC by having this win over Minnesota. That's the same tiebreaker that, that the Eagles currently hold over them. And obviously, if Dallas leapfrogs, leapfrogs them in the division, it works out for them too. Um, I believe in the Vikings long term, obviously. Um, but but they have shown that they're willing to to, 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 to fall down big time in, in certain games. And the Cowboys have shown that they're able to build these big leads. I think lost in that was they they had a 14-point lead entering the fourth quarter. They blew it. They deserve all criticism in the world for that. But they did establish that. And so I, I like their odds to win this game, and I'll lay the point in half.
3: Just one thing, real quick. The other side of that, you know, it's if these, because these, they could feasibly lose both of these games, too. You're six and five, tough shape.
2: That's why well, that, that, this, that would this open the, the most th- important week.
3: That would open, like, that's, th- this is an important week for the NFC because if that happened,
1: then the Giants are the team. You know, the Giants right now, this is not talked about because, like, Cowboys and Eagles fans really hate each other and, like, Giants fans are like, what about us? We're like, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> but but the Giants do control their own destiny against the Eagles right now. The Cowboys don't, but because the Giants – it's true. Is that not literally true, Brandon?
3: I and mean, so the Eagles, though. You could say the same thing they, the Eagles. Yeah,
1: well, I know, but I'm talking about the Giants. Like, the Giants mm-hmm. have 100% control over their own destiny right now in the NFCs. The Cowboys don't. The Eagles do. But if the Giants want out, they would win the NFC East and presumably be the number one seed in the NFC. Cause we think that the Vikings are going to fall at some point.
2: See, that's how weird would that be? The giants being the number one seed in the NFC would be like the Titans being the number one seed in the AFC last year. Everyone would be like, <laughs> yeah, they're not that good. Um, but you're right. This is a huge week for the Cowboys. I think, I think it's safe to say like both of these teams are really good and whoever wins this game, I don't think you're going to be able to definitively say like, Oh, they're so much better than the other team. Like, no chances are you flip a coin and, and, One week, it would come up one way. Next week, it would come up a different way. I do wonder if the Vikings are going to be able to bring it, though. That was such an emotional game against the Bills. There was such a swing there where Kirk Cousins gets stopped at the goal line. Then you're like, oh, my God, we got a chance to beat the Bills. Then all of a sudden, boom, you're back up again. It takes a lot out of you as a team. And like you said, RJ, I don't think the Cowboys were invested as much in last right. week's game as the Packers. So I don't know that it was this big emotional game for them. I I do not like Mike McCarthy, and especially the bigger the spot, the less I like Mike McCarthy. And this is a big spot for the Cowboys. But I think the Vikings are going to kind of be spent a little bit, honestly. So I think I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. I wanted to add one
1: last thing, just um, on, like generally um, get ready for like an onslaught of these two teams. If you're not a fan, because this is America's or it's not America's game of the week, but it's CBS's number one game. So like a lot of the country is going to watch this game and both of these teams play on Thanksgiving. You're going to get the Cowboys Giants that we just talked about and the Vikings stats. Actually, Brandon and I were talking about this. What is the like thread between the Vikings and the Patriots meeting on, on Thanksgiving night? Like, you know how there's normally like remember there was the Niners Ravens against like the Harbaugh brothers. Like, well, yeah. what is the what's what is the the angle? The yeah. Like, what what's the thing here? Vikings Patriots, that's the yeah. nightcap. On, can on can Patriots, you think right? of anything? Brandon came up with one that was funny, but it definitely isn't real.
3: It's, what it's is a this? stretch, but it's well, so you've got nothing then, right? No, it's hard. It's uh, Kevin O'Connell was drafted by the Patriots, by the, in the Patriots. Third yes. round. <laughs> yep,
2: yeah, no, I don't, but Before like, is that not the most like random period? Yeah, who cares? Why but do it's, we it's need the to only s- thing? The Patriots in prime time, like, do the networks not get that? We don't care about the Patriots if Tom Brady is not there. Like, well, that's the only reason people cared about them before. Like inter-
1: because game. they are on Thursday night football the week after. So they you get back-to-back Thursdays of the Patriots. Great. They they play the Bills. So the so we're going to get a lot of the Cowboys and Vikings, the Bills, and the Vikings. I said the Vikings already. Um, I guess right. the Patriots, too.
2: Let's keep rolling along here. We got a couple more late games uh, to get through. Cincinnati is in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers are getting four points in this one, BLG.
3: Give me the points, baby. I know the uh, maybe it's not going to be the case that the Steelers are going to sweep the Bengals after beating them in week one. But TJ Watt being back for the Steelers is like a huge deal. They are basically hopeless without him, one and nine. (laughs) When they have him, they have a chance. They have a chance to win the game. I think Minka is going to be back, too. So, uh I think I'll take the Bengals. I think the Bengals can win, but I I think it's gonna be a close competitive game could come down to a field goal. So I like the points in this one. We talked earlier in the show when Mike Tomlin is is an underdog, let alone a home underdog. Yeah, the the points are too tempting to take. Uh, I'll say the Steelers win it, but I I definitely like the points. I feel less sure about the the, the pick. I feel good about the points.
1: I would like to apologize for something I said in, in a few recent weeks and saying that I felt better about the Chargers than I did about the Bengals. That was a weird day for me. Um, I do think we're sleeping a little bit on the Bengals. Um, I think this this is actually the like what? How is this, four points? Like I know Jamar Chase is gone. That's got people spooked. Um, by the way, on the subject of the Bengals, there was I know we got to hurry. There was a great write up. I don't remember who wrote it off the top of my head in the Athletic this week uh, about how the Bengals... It was like a, a a look at like halftime, like halftime procedure through the lens of the Bengals, like what they do. It was so interesting, um, just because that's. One of the the few things in the NFL that there's like no access to, right? Like we we kind of like has anybody ever watched a halftime in an NFL locker room unfold? It was really really interesting. Um, so go read that in the Athletic. Um, I'll take the Bengals. I mean the Steelers stink. Like they stink stink, but they're wearing their color rush uniforms, and I those are the best color rush uniforms in the NFL.
2: Yeah, uh, stock down Steelers when they tweeted out that they were going to wear the color rush uniforms. They tweeted a quote from The Dark Knight Rises from Bane, except in that movie. Bain blows up Heinz field and the team that's supposed to be the Steelers falls into the hole. So um, that, I thought that, that cool. was a little weird by the Steelers, but I'm do actually you know, going to, do you know who the player I, running in that clip? Is? Yeah, it's Heinz Ward. Well, you didn't say that, so I get credit for it. Uh, Okay, Uh, I'll take the Steelers, and I will take the points. I don't like Cincinnati. I agree totally with the TJ Watt take. Like It is remarkable how much of an impact he has, but it's clear at this point he has it, so I will do that. Uh, Next up, Raiders in Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos giving three points because the Raiders are a dumpster fire, but so are the Broncos. I would sent you guys a tweet this week that Russell Wilson is... (laughs) he doesn't know what the hell he's doing he's he's calling seahawks audibles out there and all the players are like dude we don't know what you're talking about this denver experiment has been a complete poop show that said i gotta i gotta take the broncos
3: <laughs> the censored version of the, the word he just said poop show is very funny to me uh the alliteration not being there uh, the Raiders have been so pathetic, man. Like why I can't, I can't do, it. I know the Broncos have not been good. They are probably the the most painful team to watch in the league, right? Like they're all their games are just, they're not fun. Like, but at least they have a good defense. Well, that's the thing they're, they're they've been competitive. I know they lost the Raiders earlier this year, but I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, their game since that Raiders loss, uh, three point loss in overtime, three point loss in regulation, 7 point loss in regulation, 4 point win, and then 7 point loss last week in regulation. So they're like they're at least like competitive in these games. Can't really say the same for the Raiders uh weekend and week out. <laughs> so give me the Broncos.
1: Um there's that line in Billy Madison when when they drop the poop off on the old man's um like door and he's and the old man calls it poop and then Billy says, "He called the S poop." That's what you did stats. Um so I, I hate both of these teams, right? Like, I mean, who like who who what do you like? Love Russ it? though. I mean, well, Russ has given me a lot of content. Uh, and I appreciate that. But he's taken the fun out of like doing the impersonation. Like it, it doesn't feel fun anymore. It's true. Um he hasn't earned it. The Derek Carr speech thing was so ridiculous. Um, but you asked, Brandon, Uh, was it about, I, don't, I forgot who you asked it about, but like, what do they have? I think it was the Rams or whoever, like, what do they have going for them? Like, what, yeah. what, what, what does either team have here that like you like? There's absolutely nothing. And let me be very clear. This is like scraping the bottom of the barrel, the <laughs> tiniest little crumble I can find. It's the Raiders care, right? Like, like, I mean, I think the Derek Carr speech was silly, but like, there's some semblance, like the Raiders are embarrassed. You're only embarrassed if you care about something, I think the Broncos as a whole are so disassociated. They're so detached from this season. Like Russ is detached. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett is just waiting, right? Like that has got to be the worst spot. Like just waiting for this regular season to end, just biding your time. And so I kind of like, again, I'm taking the crumble here. Like I, I, I think that that care matters. I mean, this is Josh McDaniels' return, right? Like, if if you want to, if you again, like, we're we're looking for anything we possibly can. This is more about a, a lack of belief, or a, a larger lack of belief in the Broncos and Russ, than it is any sort of belief in the Raiders. But I will take Vegas. I think there's a chance
2: the Broncos' defense outscores the Raiders' offense in this one, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with everything that was said. Uh, but I'm still going to take the Broncos because I think the Raiders are just, just. Worse. They're It's worse. cold
1: There's... outside, cause I am in the ice box.
0: That's
2: like audio. The ice box.
0: Winter is,
1: Winter is coming. I'm in the ice box.
3: Just like not even, not mad, just not amused, just nothing. Disgusting. But Daniel Hackett of SB Nation NFL show host. Yeah.
2: Sunday night football takes us to Los Angeles, where the Chargers are hosting Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Chargers coming off a bad loss to San Francisco blg where are you going um you want
3: to zap me for this one stats or no one has anyone other everyone use their zaps
1: no because we're unafraid of each other's commentary
3: (laughs) i mean you're very unafraid of my thoughts i'm gonna put that on my tombstone
1: uh (laughs) well that would be the most rent-free thing of all time so thank you
3: yeah i mean you you gave it to me so uh i mean rj loves to poop on the chargers (laughs) When the reality is they to the poop on themselves.
1: This, I'm not the one pooping.
3: I, it's just, I don't know how you can take any pleasure in that. When they're just missing like this, the amount of players that they are. It's that insane. Like, it's it's, it's everybody. It's a huge deal. Joey Bosa is like TJ Watt level impact player. Like you're missing him and you're starting left tackle and the quarterback hasn't been right. And they don't let him throw down the, like there's just two. They don't and let Eenan him Allen oh, Justin and Herbert Mike Williams, is such a prisoner. Like, you can go on and on. Like they're just, it's one I know teams deal with injuries but these are like literally like how many if you make a list of the Chargers best players like it's like it's all of them basically or at least like whatever like seven of the top eight or whatever you want to say not eight, nine, eight of the top 10 like I, I just it's too much to overcome and it's just I don't get how you take uh Steven Sarda points out that Chargers have 15 players on injured reserve like they're just they're too banged up uh if they're healthy, it's a different story. They're not. The chiefs will win this game easily. Um, I thought Steven did a great job on the gauntlet this week. He and
1: Kyle, um, talking about the biggest frauds when it came to wildcard card contenders in both, uh, in, on both sides of the NFL. Um, and the chargers barely escaped not being the biggest fraud, uh, because of the Indianapolis Colts for what it's worth. The commanders were in contention for the biggest fraud, the same commanders who destroyed the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night football, just so we're all clear. Um, the frauds outfrauded the frauds anyways. Um, The Chargers are are frauds, but they're, like, so... Like, you know how we were like, oh, the Colts got so lucky that they played the Raiders. The Chargers are so lucky that the Colts exist because if not, like, they'd be taking this heat for being this... You know, like, the Chargers don't have their stuff blow up because, like, everybody... Like, every week, somebody manages to do something that is the stupidest thing that week. The Chargers are just, like, averagely great at being stupid, but they never have the, like, massively stupid thing that happens to them, and nobody cares. Like, there's such this, like, there's so like void of any kind of criticism this team stinks and the fact the idea that anyone thought they were anywhere near the Chiefs in the offseason is hilarious like they are nowhere on Kansas City's level they are going to get blasted I would like Steven
0: to uh, tell us how the Chargers are frauds and how the Chiefs are great though the Chargers this week in practice also there's been a lot of hype around Keenan Allen's back Mike Williams is back Keenan Allen limited all week. Mike Williams limited all week. DeAndre Carter limited all week. Gerald Everett limited all week. So
1: Irrelevant. Those
0: are, those are four of the <laughs> five top pass catchers in, in that offense. And
1: Say the F word, Stephen. Say it.
0: <laughs> they are frauds. There we um, go. They, they're absolutely frauds. And I think the Chiefs are going to win this one pretty easily. But the Chargers, in all fairness, do tend to play them pretty well. Like the defense – has a good system for slowing down the Chiefs a little bit. So it might be a little bit close,
2: but I think the Chiefs win by double digits. I was amazed at how little Justin Herbert tried to throw the ball downfield against the 49ers last week. He's trapped stats. He's told not to do it. He's, he's, uh, He's a huge victim. The Chargers could have blown the 49ers out. They got opportunities to score in that game and they could not get touchdowns. The Niners defense held them to field goals. It was massive in the game. But even with all those guys out, like they were there on the doorstep and they couldn't do it. So I think Herbert does deserve some criticism. I still think he's really good. He had a I, chance. He had a chance in
1: that game stats. Like you're supposed to be an elite top five quarterback. You have the ball to go do something important at the end of it. And you don't like that. You have to eat something for that. And and
3: nobody gives him anything whatsoever for that. Who should, who should Justin Herbert be targeting down the field right now? Is he a, a top-five quarterback? He has eligible you didn't receivers. Answer my question. Answer my question. He, he who should has, he be
1: targeting just, just down the field right point. now? He has eligible receivers. Who should he be we, targeting we, down the we, field right we've we've now? We've seen Tell Aaron me, Rodgers make it work with You won't give pastors. me a name. We what can't, what is like? Patrick Mahomes makes it work with Byron Pringle sometimes.
2: Give me <laughs> one name <laughs> who he should be throwing no, like, the ball. No, it doesn't matter the, who the names Why are because he has to
1: find a way. Why can't you give me one name? But
2: BLG, we have seen Justin Herbert make – Mutant throws like doesn't with guys name. with no separation. Name. Well, it what what, what would it, what would it take for it to be Justin Herbert's One name. What's the difference, BLG? Who is there to throw the ball down the field? To- what is it his fault? Anyway, yeah, hold on. What are you? Are you saying? Because I want to be specific here. You're saying that there is no way for Justin Herbert to fit a ball into his wide receiver because his receivers are so bad that there is literal. The coverage is no, perfect.
3: Not, no. So no, then, no, no,
2: why no. do no. I need to give you a name?
3: What are you talking about? I'm saying like you're like oh he's not throwing the ball down the field. Who is he supposed to be throwing the ball to the downfield to right now? His receivers he's literally ooh.
1: not
2: doing it. <laughs> yeah. right. That's the yeah, thing. But like, who is like, getting open down it, the field
3: that he should? But, who is the deep threat on that team?
2: But that's the point that we've seen Justin Herbert make throws oh gosh, where guys aren't open.
3: And I'm I'm somehow losing the argument. You're
1: leaning okay. on this semantics of the name thing when you won't answer, like at what point is it his fault? Like at what point is he held responsible for not I mean, even challenging, regardless a, of who his total, pass catchers are. More
3: than one thing can be true. I'm signaling like a circle motion, it's part of the pie for sure. But like <laughs> oh. a circle motion. But who is he supposed to throw to?
2: He could throw to Jalen Guyton, he could throw to no, he can't, he's on IR. All right. Sorry. I'm just seeing that's my point. But so what, BLG? They still have receivers. They still have oh, the players. Four of the
3: five are, receivers, the top five receivers. Josh options. Palmer, you want to Is your, is okay. your argument Palmer, is your, like, okay. that the
1: Chargers are trotting eight players Josh out there Palmer. offensively with right, literally not, not a human being at wide receiver? Right.
3: No, I'm just saying it's not like he has amazing options to throw the ball down. But him. he, he can not even have like a decent option.
1: Who, so who, who, who is Daniel Jones throwing to right now? And I'm not like I'm not like elevating Daniel Jones, I mean, but like ma- mean, name name know, what's a your receiver on the Giants, Richie B- James, yeah. baby. I mean, like you know, they're not good.
3: The Giants are I know, also not but great. But like,
1: but but this argument can't apply. The Giants only have seven wins. To, this argument yeah, can't great. apply only to Justin Herbert. Who are the Saints supposed to throw it to right now? Who Who are the viable receivers on the Saints right now? Like, we we can't like be like the Saints stink. Oh, but
2: the Chargers. The oh my gosh, I'm so can't devastated. <laughs> Yeah, but look at the flip side, BLG. Look at the 49ers receivers. Is Jimmy Garoppolo putting up all-star numbers with the 49ers receivers? No. So just because you have good guys. You're
3: hurting our argument here a little bit. No, but just because you have. 10.6 yards per reception in his career, by the way. That's your deep threat. So I mean, that's a first down.
2: (laughs) But but BLG, you clearly. That's terrible. Clearly, what the Chargers have done so far is not really working, right? So why not try to do a different thing? Well, sure, because do it. continuing yeah, to I'm do just what they're the options doing aren't great. Who <laughs> but who is Derek what we're who saying! is Derek Carr supposed to throw it to? Devontae Adams. I mean,
1: but, yeah, but like, but like, <laughs> but but like, Waller's hurt, Renfro's hurt. Like, you know what I mean? You could play the game the same way. Like, but we sit here and we kill him. Like, you know, it, it's it's ridiculous to be like, oh, only Justin Herbert gets a pass for like t- players being injured. I mean, he has to find – like, I'm not saying he has to throw for 500 yards, but, like, he cannot be,
2: like, inept. I mean, they cannot be this bad, and they are. Here's what I'm saying. you Part of the reason it's you want this franchise quarterback that we're talking about is because they have to elevate the people around him. And sometimes the more the chips are down, the more you have to lean on that quarterback. And Justin Herbert's best strength is the fact that he can make throws that are just – Patrick Mahomes said it this week. Justin Herbert makes throws that even he can't make. And so mm-hmm. I feel like what the, the the Chargers only shot to win is that they, ha- they just have to tell Justin Herbert to be Superman, and he doesn't even look like he's trying to get out of the phone booth,
1: if that makes sense. Do you guys know who caught passes for the Titans last night? Traylon Burks, who everybody
3: thought was terrible. Robert wow, Woods. first-round pick. That's so bad. No,
1: but, like, everybody <sighs> thought he was terrible. Like, you can't, Not like, everyone. shift the narrative. Every, no, like, oh, you Hitter thought he was terrible. Stats, likes, Burks. stats, stats Hitter took Hitter all the victory Trey laps over the asthma thing.
3: Austin you Hooper. You thought Jamar Chase sucked Aust- because Austin he had a bad. Austin Hooper bat, caught couldn't four passes for 36 yards last night on the for football the I
1: mean, like, Rob Robert Woods. Like, he is making it work with Robert Woods, who's coming off a corn ACL.
3: RJ, so we can just move to the next
2: game. Yeah, I think we need to just finish up with the Monday night game because they're we're talking in circles at this point Niners Arizona in Mexico City Arizona is getting eight points picks only one sentence RJ
1: the San Francisco 49ers will win and the Arizona Cardinals are irrelevant the Cardinals are frauds
2: wait what you didn't pick anybody RJ you're taking the Sp- Niners and giving all the points
1: the word I said was literally win but yes so I thought it was implied and I had to offer more than one sentence but yes so good make your job. sentence well,
3: the, good well the the point spread part doesn't count as a sentence but
1: okay the 49ers will win and cover because the arizona cardinals stink
3: yeah the cardinals are frauds uh 49ers
2: minus eight the cardinals are going to cover the spread even though i think the niners will win that's going to do it for this edition of the sp nation nfl show please rate review Follow please send us your Justin Herbert thoughts since that seems to be the big argument on the show who is ultimately right how much criticism should he get leave it in your review i promise you we will read it on the show gentlemen i wish terrible luck to both of your teams have a good weekend everybody
3: All right, come on with me.